0: Live and on lockdown. Are you
1: ready? ready, ready. Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland and across the globe. Listen here. You're listening to Ramsey Unleashed. Going beyond borders podcast. The host, Fraser Ramsey.
0: Hey, this is Afia Lethem, creator of the Frame Your Day app, helping you walk out every day in victory. I'm proud to be a sponsor of Ramsey Unleashed. Going Beyond Borders.
1: Hi, this is Zakia Ringold from com. proud sponsors of the Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders podcast.
2: And welcome to another edition to Ramsey Unleashed Going Beyond Borders. Uh, I've got another guest, I'm very grateful for the connection via Pat's Voss from Patrick M. Voss, who supports our show. Uh, it's, it's a weekend, it's good. It's another weekend, another weekend in lockdown, the joys of being in this weird situation we're all in and if you haven't gone nuts yet well i think we're all probably there at some point but hey it's, it's the fun and games of covid19 or whatever you want to call it because i think we're all sick of, sick of the sight of it we want to just get back to some sort of normality and back to what we are used to doing and but i think at the moment and that's not going to be very soon by the looks of it but hey that's just we it's the new normal but the joys. Well, welcome to Ramsey and Leach Going Around Borders. Uh, my guest is in Chicago, if I'm correct.
3: Uh, Laredo, Texas.
2: Texas. Well, okay, I got Chicago for some reason. I don't really got that, but close enough. Texas, I was wrong in that part. But, uh, but anyway, but well, my guest is a ring announcer for wrestling. He does uh, M-M-A, MMA and boxing. Uh, he's got some stories of wrestling. Um and his career, we're going to talk about how he got into it because it's good to find out the background of somebody why they got into it, uh, how they got into it, and whatever reason. Um, and we're going to have a chat. So, pretty relaxed. I'm going to chuck in a couple of tunes for the audio podcast because we are using StreamYard. We use StreamYard because the audio is absolutely fantastic. And the reason why I'm using Streamyard is um, because I think it's it's a great platform, and I'm very impressed with uh, for the podcast quality that you get for it. So mainly for the audio purposes, we do have a going along the bottom of our screen our supporters and sponsors. I've had it's always good to get constructive criticism for your podcast, and for um, people saying when I intend to announce the supporters, I'm going to record a specific audio file for that, so it makes it easier. Uh, for people who are uh, listening on the audio platform for the podcast, but anyway, but let's not be about the bush. Let's um, get straight to my guest, Christian Smith. Welcome to the Ramsey Unleashed, going beyond borders podcast. How are you doing?
3: Oh, I just want to say thank you so much, Ramsey, to be here on Ramsey Unleashed uh, from uh, beautiful Scotland. Um, I'm very proud to inform to the audience I'm one eighth Scottish. My relatives came from Bothwell in northern Scotland. Their last name was Watson. They immigrated to the United States, to Pennsylvania. They were coal miners. And um, I've always been proud of my Scottish roots. Beautiful country, rich in history, very influential in the United Kingdom. Um, Unfortunately, I haven't been there yet, but what a dream come true it would be to to announce there and um i just really appreciate you having me on your show especially at this time when we're bored Exactly. And this is the best time more than ever to be on ramsey unleashed so thanks for having me.
2: well maybe through this opportunity we might be able to get you when well when we can start flying again properly you never know there might be an opportunity we can. somebody might see this and might get you over to do some announcing in UK Wrestling you never know
3: I would love to
2: you just uh, worth a shot so let's see what see where it takes you uh, who knows but anyway let's dive in now wrestling you don't not not everybody falls into wrestling not everybody uh, gets uh, you might have it might be through your dad or parents it might be just some, through your friend or school tell us who you are who is Christian Smith tell us about a background about you where you're born, brought up, and how you vet your your path guided towards wrestling or whatever first sport you got into.
3: Well, um, I'm born and raised in San Antonio, Texas, South Texas. And um, like everybody, or the, the vast majority of anybody involved in, in professional wrestling or, or, or even boxing and MMA, what I also do, I watched it as a kid. And I think that if you want to be successful in wrestling, and I could get into more of this later, um, you have to have watched it when you're a kid because it's in your heart. And um, I watched it as a child, um, you know, with people like Roddy Roddy Piper and, and The Ultimate Warrior, Kerry Von Erich, Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, with my friends. Um, and, and I really enjoyed it. And then when I got older, I got involved in, in television, and uh, I, I was hosting a, a cable television show in San Antonio. I was 21 years old. It was 20 years ago. And uh, I was lucky enough to score an interview with the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, who, you know, wrestling a legend, WWE Hall of Famer, multi-world champion, and uh, I got my interview with him and the independent scene, the wrestling scene was very active in San Antonio and throughout South Texas at the time and that changed my life forever
2: So what age were you when you kind of got the interview, how, was that kind of how old were you, was it, were you still at school or were you kind of more how, what, what stage of your career were you at Well uh, uh,
3: that time I was I was still in college I was attending Texas Lutheran University um, before I graduated with a bachelor's in communication studies and at that time Shawn Michaels had hurt himself wrestling Stone Cold Steve Austin at Wrestlemania 14 he had a back problem and when he was hurt he decided to open up a wrestling school in our hometown of San Antonio and it was just white hot. I mean, people came from the UK, all over uh, the world, um, and it it was just very well known. Um, the trainer, Jose Lothario, Rudy Boy Gonzalez, uh, Paul Diamond, Kim Johnson—very notable uh, wrestlers—and then obviously Sean and I got to go to his school. And interview them and it was a real surreal moment for me.
2: So tell us, uh, well, what kind of when you're interviewing, what kind of questions were you asking them? Obviously, I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of must be a bit starstruck. You're know, thinking, "Wow, this is Shawn Michaels here." <laughs> kind of, well, hang on a minute? I'm actually, it's very surreal. So, tell us a bit about the interview. That you, what kind of questions did you ask him? Uh, when did ask? What was the year that it happened?
3: It happened in 2000. So. This was in the heart of when he had his school. And when I got the interview, it was just like, wow, is this really happening? Um, I, I got ready to go. Um, I was ready to go to this wrestling school that was, I was expecting all kinds of advanced training equipment and technologically just sound, uh, TVs and production equipment and, and, and and just this, this, this highly developed place. But when I got there, it was on the West side of San Antonio on top of a Mexican restaurant, a very old gym that had one, no, two rings in it. And it it, it it was anything but glamorous and at that time I got there with my producer and uh, Sean was there and Rudy Boy Gonzalez who became the head trainer and it was like a surreal moment for me um, I mean it was hardcore it was old school it was not fancy by any means I was like wow and Sean himself was very skeptical of me. Um, he was kind of like, you know, what's this guy gonna ask me? Is he gonna start pressing me for secrets that happened in, in, in the pro wrestling world? He was very upfront, very honest with me. And when he found out I had that respect for what he did and that I was a fan of his, he really opened up. And we did the interview, uh, took about four hours. The things he told me were absolutely amazing. Um, you know, who he respected and and the people who were influential in his career and um, I'll never forget it. Um, I got to interview him. I was there with my my boyhood Idol. Um, He had just uh, also had a child at the time so he was very proud of that obviously Um, and uh, he also recently got married to his wife Rebecca Um, and it was just a surreal moment for me to be in the ring with him Um, and I'll never forget it and then from that interview, when I would attend the shows, people recognized me, and people were nice to me because—and this was before the times we had podcasts and, and internet was as 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 prevalent as it was and as advanced as it was—and people wanted to get on my show that I did, and they would they would try to be kind, <laughs> and um, that's what eventually got me involved in the independent promotions. And that, in itself, was surreal. I I never took the route of being a wrestler. This wasn't me. Um, And I'll tell you what, what they go through in training, um, what they put their bodies through, the dedication and the discipline, um, will really knock your socks out. Uh, Do you think
2: think with what they go through, but obviously it says that the, tra- the training regime is hardcore it's not you're kind of like oh just go and run around a, fo- a soccer field or something or do this and that and uh, by looking at what they did you think is that probably a reason why a lot of wrestlers to this day don't quite have a, such a long lifespan
3: that is a really really good question um And, you know, a lot of this has been coming out on the dark side of of wrestling. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with those documentaries that have been released recently, but it really explains a lot of that. And you're making a very good point. These active, and, and it's not, you know, everybody's, just like all professions, it's different. But these guys that are going on the road, and it depends on the level, of that you're at but I mean if you're up at that level where you are one of the rare wrestlers that can do it for a living your body goes through a lot and there's a very big misconception about pro wrestling when he knows how to fall or he knows how to not get hurt or she. that is so so not true I mean, you might have an idea of where to do certain things, but that doesn't mean it's not painful. That does not mean that these guys don't get hurt. They do get hurt for real. Um, The wrestling rings themselves are not springboarded, like where, where it doesn't even hurt at all. I mean, the bodies get put through so much and a lot of wrestlers, you know, they do have habits of when they, you know, when they get 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 out, get down from a ring, and and and, and, it, and it's a it's when you get all those cheering fans, and you know, whether you're in front of fifty people, a hundred people, twenty thousand, it's it's it, it puts you on this emotional high. Um, me not being a wrestler, but as an announcer, it's addictive, and I don't excuse these bad habits Um, some might develop but that's like they get down and how do I come down from that and they hit the bar or they do something more hardcore or or not all of them, some of them are very health conscious and um, you know not, not, not every single one has those demons but some do and that does catch up down the road, and 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 you know, with other things, and, and let's be honest, um, steroid abuse was rampant in the late '80s and the '90s. That is before we knew the long-term effects, yeah. and it's so tragic that these guys have lost their lives. Um, uh, uh, for example. One of the most notable graduates of Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy was Lance Cade, and he died at age twenty-nine. 29. Great guy, by the way.
2: Fighting twenty-nine, shocking.
3: Very nice guy. He made it to the big time. He was a former WWE Tag Team Champion. Um, but you know, a lot of these guys, and and whenever I talk to these these younger wrestlers coming up, and we talk about you know demons or something. Say, listen. I, I I respect how you love this business, and I respect how you know. I understand what it's like to be in front of all those people. But this is not worth your health. This is not worth your life. So, when anything gets passed to you or presented to you that you don't feel comfortable putting in your body, don't do it. So, yeah.
2: So going on from the when you're witnessing the Shawn Michaels Academy. And uh, obviously, seeing how hardcore it is, uh, people started respecting you, etc. Um, where did you go from there? What was it? I mean, that just gradually snowballed you into an- announcing, or where did, what was your next steps from that first interview of that first in sort of kind of face to face of the wrestling?
3: Well, what happened after that was I was lucky enough, right, the Voice Aiken brought me in as like an, uh like a like a manager type. And then I don't even remember the first time I ever announced. Um, It was like probably because the announcer wasn't even there. I was doing it like every weekend. Like, hey, would you would you announce? Um, And I'd be like, yeah. And I grew from there. I never set out to be an announcer. Never set out. Um, It just happened. Um, And that's the way a lot of announcers find their way. It's, It's just not something that you when you're a kid. I mean I can't speak for the other announcers but it's it's such a few and far between job it's so I mean there's not a lot of room for, for uh, ring announcers cage announcers it's just kind of something that happens and when I got to be involved in wrestling I became a, um, a journalist for a boxing website fightnews.com and um, I got to a relationship with a lot of promoters doing that and that was a lot more challenging to become a voice, an announcer for pro boxing and MMA and I just say that because um, especially where I live in the state of Texas there's a lot of independent wrestling shows but the pro boxing and MMA, there's not a lot of them and the ones that do come to town a lot of times they'll have Michael Buffer or Jimmy Lennon Jr. or Lupe Contreras or Jermaine Gallegos, uh, big names like that, um, that have their own guys that they they'll bring from you know they'll, they'll pay for the hotel. I'm trying to get at that level. Some places I, I I've gotten there. but um, it it it, um, it it's been a, it's been a long process, it's been a growing process. I would have done some things different if I could go back. I would have gotten more focused and, you know, like a lot of people say, and I would have made more connections and, and tried to learn more at a younger age. But um, but I'm proud to say that I'm still learning. And uh, that's, that's part of the fun is, is to learn.
2: Uh, tell us a bit about your um, school to, right, let, you've, after being with Shawn Michaels, you talked about, your, in the, you sent me some notes Basically, uh, yes, you've got Sin Cara, uh, Milo Mascaras. I'm not sure. Some of these wrestlers, I don't actually know who they are. I know who Sin Cara is, but uh, t- talk about these wrestlers and how did you get involved with them?
3: Um, well, I was hosting a show in Laredo called Mucha Lucha, and where I live in Laredo, Texas, the prominent language is Spanish because I live on the Texas-Mexican border in Laredo, Texas, and. Uh, we uh uh uh, Cincada, uh which in, in Spanish that means without a face, sure. he, a very well known wrestler, um, in Mexico. And at the time, he was in the WWE, he was uh, the WWE had him going around to media outlets and doing interviews to hype and promote their event there. And I walked in a room and I was all ready to speak Spanish because I can speak Spanish. He spoke perfect English, and I I, 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 we just sat down. He is from El Paso. I'm from San Antonio, so we we um, had mutual friends, and we talked about you know his process and how he got involved. He's a very good wrestler.
2: Did the WWE not uh, with Sin Cara? Did he not the original Sin Cara? Was it Because diff- it gradually became a different person. Uh, down the line, as we noticed, <laughs> because uh, they changed. They used one of the kind of. There was a, a couple with Sin Cara, There's another Mexican style wrestler, but who very similar. But you could tell the change because there's no way. I think it's, was it was not because Sin Cara the original kept getting injuries or quite a lot, and then he ended up. They had to use a substitute, and they ended up that person became Sin Cara playing in WWE.
3: Um. And if you see on YouTube, if you just typed in Mucha Lucha um, Sin Cara, you can see my interview with him. And there's a lot of comments about that. And out of respect to Sin Cara, I, um, I don't really talk about it um, because I can't.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. They're like,
3: not. Uh,
2: but yeah, I, I I've been aware of of uh, what they've said. So. Yeah, I I okay. So it's kind of rumored, but may not be. Yeah, you know I mean, got one of those kind of. Because yeah. I know about. It, but I mean, if you watch, I mean, like anybody you watch WWE long enough, you kind of pick up the the how they, what they change and what they do, and you uh, due to the fact that well, it's sometimes it's you, it's obvious, and you go right, okay. <laughs> so. Uh, it's not a, yeah, kind of thing. So it's by w- just by watching all the things that they do, you know. But uh, but yeah, that's, so you've, the other wrestlers, talk about the other wrestlers. The similar. they sound more Spanish as well because we were. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah, and, and, and when, when I interviewed Mil Mascaras, and, and you said it really good. I do um, um, um,
2: yeah. mas- Mascaras. Mascaras, that's what I said. Really.
3: Yeah, but you did really. <laughs> I was like, wow. Um, Mil Mascaras, and in Spanish, that means thousand masks. Many Mascaras is like Hulk Hogan to Mexico. Hulk Hogan Hogan to the United States is like No Mascaras to Mexico. Brilliant. And um, it's a little hard watching him um, at least to my knowledge he's still wrestling. And he he's probably 70 something now and oh. when I interviewed him I kind of flubbed it I, I, I was so I mean, Mio and Mascaras I mean the new Mascaras came through and, and I could see um, I've never seen him with his mask off I don't think too many people have um, I could see it his his age uh, though and I was so respect him. I admire him. He has a passion. He has a love. He he gave me the time to get an interview. Um, I I really hope he stops, if he still is, um, because um, it's definitely time to to, to, to no longer wrestle, but he deserves all the respect, all the admiration in the world. Uh, Similar to Super Porky, um, good God, was he popular. Uh, I mean, you say super porky, who's he very heavy, so nice, so kind. Um, but in the Mexican culture, both of them, well, Cinquera as well, are are, are legends. Uh, pretty much all and all over the world. I also interviewed Ramsey, who had that heart attack in, in I believe, London, um, and he was uh, the opponent for Nacho Libre uh, in that movie. And, uh, he, uh, he died at age 50, which is still way, due, yeah, very, very young, but he was very, so I don't ever want to say why or how, or I really don't know, but I can kind of probably pick up why it to her.
2: Yeah, Cause there's a lot of wrestlers who have certainly through, I mean, as you know, in the eighties, nineties, there was a lot of steroids, basically uh, a lot of, uh, to try and keep himself going, things like wrestlers like Eddie Guerrero—he died young. Uh, obviously, think maybe with two steroids his heart gave out. Basically, I've announced.
3: Uh, for his brother. Sorry, I, I announced for his brother, Chavo.
2: Right. Okay. Uh, so things like that, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit—all these kind of wrestlers who uh, just either due to what the whole process or the pressures of life just got to them, and it just things happened, you know. Um, but obviously it sounds like it then but it sounds like now they've got more more control that they have an obviously a wellness program if you don't, if you're found taking anything, you're basically well, you're suspended then that kind of thing, you know Let's I hope, hope
3: that it works
2: I Hopefully, but I'm guessing it doesn't but, uh, but we're going to well, just, as we're taking a wee break, just to, for those who are listening on the audio purpose, we I'm going to put an audio part of the people who support us. We are grateful to all the people who do support us. I won't go through the announcements, but uh, just for the audio podcast, uh, I'm all checking a couple of tunes. I haven't really chosen any tunes. I'm just going to stick in some some of the independent artists. I like to play and support, when it's always good to support independent artists in the music. Um, I'm going to find in a couple of tunes uh, uh, just to sort of in between this interview, so you're listening to it on the audio purpose part. You will hear some classic tunes. Maybe. I'm going to pick out a bit of Claire Means. She's uh, in California a great independent artist and i'll probably i'll find some other one maybe chris angeles or uh uh or whatever i'll figure it out but uh some great artists and it's always good to support these artists around the world uh and basically so but we'll be back and um, i'm going to check in clear means and i'll just pick a random one but i know i'll be back after this you're listening to the sponsors and the contributors to our show frame your day app by ephia lethal natural soap by Zakia. Brent Mann from Brentmanmusic.com Eileen Smith dot com. That's Eileen is also a major tester of platforms of live streaming and also sells podcast equipment and recommends what she uses for her podcast that's I L E A N E Smith dot com and you can find her on YouTube as well. We also have BenitaCharles.com from Benita Charles Music, supporter of our show through our 60 Second Singing Tips. We also want to shout out to Shannon Griffin for Humanities, Patrick M. Voss. We also want to myself, edinburghdusters.com or .co.uk for cleaning services in Edinburgh, Scotland, If you're also looking for websites, we recommend ideasgolive.com from John Drummond, website designer. We also want to shout out to Altavis Pelzer from the Speakeasy podcast and the creator of the World Voice League.
1: Maybe I've never loved, it could be true. But I swear to God that I cared about you Maybe I don't know just what love is You are for your hand and I give you my fist Like making love is just some scratch to itch I should be ashamed of my lustful soul My desires burning out of control Look deep inside
2: back to part two with my guest all the way from texas not chicago because so i got it wrong uh so <laughs> christian smith his first time he's been on uh, a scottish podcast with his one eighth scottish and he's proud of that so he's going to be here at some point 2021 is his goal once this is over he's going to come here and hopefully he might be able to uh, do some announcing for a wrestling a wrestling show who knows over here in edinburgh or glasgow uh, maybe icw or something we can see if we can contacts we can uh, um put his way and see if it helps him out one day uh, living his dream so another dream you can add to the add to the list so but yeah let's talk a bit more about your i mean going to talked to bit about the, the wrestlers you've been involved in, in the early stages how you got into it in your first role getting chokeslammed who did you get who chokeslammed you and what was the reason why
3: well um, it was a show a small town in, in Texas called Fredericksburg Texas and um lance archer and another guy who was a giant it was a part of the show and <laughs> it was when i was a bad guy manager and uh the bad guy manager got his and uh, i was i was i was more thin and smaller and uh scared to death but at the same time it was an adrenaline rush and i blacked out for about a second my friends were in the front row cheering for them to do it again and uh uh, it was it was it was uh something I very much enjoyed but uh yeah I I uh, I made the choice uh uh to move on um as far as doing anything like a manager role I I, I I just prefer being the announcer. Lance is a great guy um and he's just doing awesome in AEW. I mean Lance was like not the type that had an ego or to make you feel less than he was, I mean, he helped with the ring. Um, uh, they're pairing him up with Jake the St. Roberts and AEW. It's another reason to watch AEW. I love AEW, I think what they're doing is
2: awesome. I see. Well, the, the turnaround of uh, Jake the turn the life turnaround of Jake Roberts because he was he could have been out, but uh, but it's huge thanks to Diamond Dallas Page to the uh, I think he was on he was I think he was on, death, on Death's Door if it wasn't for the way it was how he's turned around there. So this is great. Good to see.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that story about Jake, I mean, he's, he's quite uh, honest <laughs> about his demons and, you know, he talks about it and it really hit him. Um, I've heard stories, locker room stories where, you know, he told the promoter, I need to get, this or that, or I'm not going out there in the main event, and they had to get it for him. Um, uh, major life tournament. Um, and bless him for that, and I'm happy. And I'm happy he's open to talking about it, and hopefully, some of the younger guys involved in wrestling can hear his story and not make the same mistakes that he did.
2: Is he done? Yeah, AEW has certainly been a good eye opener to a lot of stuff, but we'll come into that later. The more modern stuff. is just still kind of building up to your sort of a journey. Uh, and in fact, here's what I want, Jancy. Give us a, give us a, an, an announcer. I mean, I want to hear your voice and your notes. Give us a, an example of an announce. Sort of tune up those lungs and see see what comes out. An example, okay? <laughs>
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ramsey Unleashed, as today we're going to be talking about some fantastic topics coming from beautiful Scotland and having a guest all the way from the United States in Laredo, Texas. What a pleasure it is to be here with the man, Fraser Ramsey. <laughs>
2: That's impressive. Well done. Well, well done. That was good. It's because no, when you're listening to you talk, you don't realize that and obviously have to, you've got the, when you do it properly, it's, it's very, 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 very well done. That's good. Very impressive. Uh, let's, um, let's see. I'm checking the, it's good to have the questions, because usually I go off the cuff but uh, <laughs> on my interviews. But uh, when you, you said you've done a bit of uh, WWE and well, obviously WWEF at the time before it changed for the, due to legal reasons of the, the due to the World Wildlife Foundation and the, the sort of the mixed message they were giving so when did WDB contact you and what kind of when did you how long were you at WWE announcing
3: oh I I never ever worked there
2: oh you never so so that was just right I thought they contacted you okay that's cool
3: I I was contacted
2: oh right but never actually worked there right okay
3: never actually worked there and what happened was it was when I was involved in you know television I'm getting back in long story there but At the time, I was sending out VHS tapes everywhere. (laughs) And um, I was just, you know, uh, this even before email, it was that long ago. And um, what happened was uh, I had sent something to WWF at the time. And I forgot, I did. And I got in the mail, yeah, mail, something from WWF. And I didn't care because I thought it was some fan thing, like join our fan club. Uh, what's this? I practically threw it away. And they sent me a letter of interest, and I I, I could not believe it. And they said, "We don't work. You, you've got an impressive resume. We like your work, but we don't have anything for you at this time. We're going to keep you on file." And I mean, yeah, it has my name. I mean. I've still got the letter and the lady's name was Alison Bleachman I, I'll always remember that name or I think that's how you say it and I did one of those follow-up calls two weeks later and she was no longer with the company nightmare
2: not so good so Not an opportunity slightly missed but but what is for you doesn't also go, go by you obviously things took a better route than we are now is obviously yeah. Maybe yeah. what was meant to be you know uh, well, tell us the difference between you've got. Ind, you're saying there's the pro wrestling and indie wrestling. You you give me uh, describe a bit of that regarding the difference because you in the email you sent me regarding uh, asking. There's I mean pro wrestling WWE. What's the difference in indie wrestling? What, I mean, are they pretty much the same, or is there a different totally?
3: Well, I mean, it, on, on the level of a, of a WWE or a Ring of Honor or an Impact um, AEW, it's a lot more structured and it's a lot more strict in, in just a backstage area, um, and, and, and things are are, 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 are much more um, efficient they run. And an indie scene, um, you know, you're 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 at an armory or in the back of a bar. Um, you know a high school gymnasium um, a small arena maybe and you're just hanging out with the guys And uh, you know you could be back there and um, the guys are you know they, they take it very serious on both sides but in the indie scene it's much more laid back and uh, it's not as strict um, you gotta be paying attention um, you know because when your time is to go out there you gotta be ready to go I mean, there's no, okay, just give me five minutes and if you're not paying attention. Sometimes it's a problem. But, um, you know, th- mistakes can be made um, on the ABC. Um, it's not as intense on the ABC. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, you still do have to take it seriously if you want to make it and prove that you mean business. And that you want to get better, and you need to prove that you're you're out there to give a show. Um, and I mean, even myself as an announcer, it, it kind of goes by the wayside where you're like, well, it's, you're just a voice up there. But um, I have to do a lot of things to step up my game because I owe it to the people that paid their hard-earned money. I owe it to the wrestlers. That have been, you know, in the gym, uh, in a ring, practicing four to five times a week. I've got to make them look good. Therefore, I've got to be in a tuxedo, looking spick and span. Um, I got to have a decent haircut. Unlike right now, I got to be shaved. <laughs> unlike right now, um, I've got to know their names, where they're from, their weights. How to? Uh, I've got to be upbeat. I can't. I can't arrive at sick or hungover or, or or not feeling good or depressed because if I do, if I set a bad tone, then everybody's going to have a bad event. I'm responsible for you know bringing the energy and smiling and laughing. And um, several of these guys, um, no matter boxing, wrestling. Uh, MMA, I've known for years, and in the middle of my sleep, I could announce them all day long and know all their <laughs> statistics. Some I've never heard of, and I get there and I just gotta walk right up and say, "What's your name? I'm here to announce you. I want to make you look good. You got to tell me where you're from, your weight. Do you want me to say your nickname or things of that nature? But um, yeah, it's it's quite a different atmosphere, but I mean I guess you could also compare that to you know, any type of uh, levels of, of professions, I guess
2: So you, when you're doing mainly uh, I guess it was more the indie scene of wrestling you, you announced for yes, was there any, any, pro, not any pro wrestling at all, or maybe semi-pro that you announced for?
3: As far as the, Well, I
2: don't know, you obviously uh, any other well-known wrestling firms apart from WWE that people might know of that you announced for, or is it mainly just in local Indian in Texas area?
3: It would be Indy leagues. I mean, if I started telling you all the places I i I'd announced, it would just be it'd be way too many. Um, the I'm never on a WWE, Ring of Honor, Impact, uh, uh, AEW level. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll come, maybe it won't. I'm a little bit more focused on making it in, in, in the boxing MMA scene. Right. There know. is there is something more attractive to me right. to do that and, and I'll explain. If you do get involved in, in the said companies wrestling wise, you gotta be on the road. Sorry. I'm you know I'm married, I got a four-year-old daughter. Um if boxing and MMA like they fly you in like the Thursday before the event and then you get flown home on a Sunday. And uh you can be more, more family time. Um another thing about the big time wrestling is man, when you're on the road, you're on the road. Um that takes a toll, man. Um it's city, the city, the city, the city in a rental car or 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 flying, or if you go to the UK, which you know they do occasionally, as you know. Um, I mean, that's it's it's a completely different style when you compare the lifestyles of those involved in big time wrestling and big time MMA and boxing. So for that reason, and I'm just saying, as a, as a younger single guy, it would be a little bit more appealing if 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 I uh, uh, was involved in the big time wrestling. If they wanted me, of course, I'd have to, you know. Be hired by them yeah. But, um, but
2: yeah, I suppose it must be. I suppose being you must you must see a lot, of, especially with a lot of the wrestlers who are always on the road, and you do have families. It must be. It must be pretty tough not being able to see your kids. Pretty much is as, as much as you'd like to see them. And see them missing, the growing missing them grow up pretty much because of your job and your, that type of thing. So, yeah, uh, that that's uh, pretty much it. But I suppose you, I see why your passion is because if you were to go down that road, you would not see your daughter growing up uh, to the extent. I miss quite a lot of valuable time of things that are happening as they grow up. You know, um, which is a good. Th- uh, not a, it's not a good thing at all. So, um, just wrap uh, we're going to take a wee small break I was playing our tune as my guest is Christian Smith all the way from Texas we're talking about wrestling he's an announcer he's done a bit of wrestling he's met Shawn Michaels met Sin Cara met some other famous wrestlers um, more on the Mexican side of things um, and we're just really talking about how he got into it and he's passionate obviously with things that happen backstage and uh, we're going to obviously we're going to talk a little bit about the etiquette because obviously uh, we might have touched on that a little bit but we're going to talk about that and there's other things like um, regarding referees and things like that and we can discuss a bit of the insights of things uh, on wrestling in the background especially with uh, but we're going to obviously the regarding MMA obviously boxing and things we're going to talk a bit more about, a little bit about that and just really where he sees himself going obviously this current time that we due to things pretty much the world is on lockdown we can't not, not much is happening and especially it right. goes going forward for sports events. We may not have these things happening anytime soon due to the social distancing. So it's going to be a struggle. So, but we will come back with another song, uh, and we'll be back on for the audio purpose uh, for those who are listening. We are using Streamyard, and uh, as I say, we will have a new audio uh, just the audio part of the supporters and sponsors uh, instead of me talking about it on the video. Because I, I had a constructive criticism from one of my fans. I'm just shout out to say the Slurpee who's in uh, California. So, uh, just to say hello to you. But, uh, but yes. But anyway, uh, we'll be back after this.
0: See us and they never will. I'll just keep them. the
2: To part three I think it lost. our back uh, I've got a, I've been in, in, instructed by the person here I got the connected us to uh, we're going to go talk into a bit more uh, a little bit about boxing and MMA because I, I think that's more your field because I know uh, so we're going to talk about that um, so tell us more about your boxing MMA side you want to go down that road And uh, by the sounds of it so Talk about that a bit more.
3: Well, um it's a very, very tense atmosphere. Okay. Um and I'm talking everything as far as uh especially compared to we were just talking about wrestling. Wrestling's also tense, but it's it's a different beast, totally different beast. Everything from the weigh ins where when you're announcing you're gonna be saying, All right, at this time I'm gonna be calling up, you know, so-and-so from somewhere and, you know, they have the face-off. And it's these two guys that are about to fight that know how to fight and me.
2: <laughs> so I'm guessing it's a kind of, they've got these big dudes you are about to kick the living, you know, what's out of each other and you're standing there going,
3: <laughs>
2: hey, I, <laughs> uh, did I take my volume this morning or didn't yeah,
3: I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and also, I might instigate a little bit because <laughs> um, we got the cameras going. We got a promo. We got to, you know, I'll ask the questions. Hey, you know, he said this about you. or um, You got to tell a story and you got to hype it up. Um, there's a story behind every single matchup. Um, sometimes they're rich and easy to understand. Sometimes they're very, you know, um, complex. But you got to get a story out there because um, what fans truly love is a story. Um, and, and, and that's what my job is, to set that tone. Um, and then the day of the fight, you've just got to be, you know, I'm not going to say anything like, Uh, Oh, it's a really hard job, or oh, poor me, or I hate people like that that you know always complain. But it's not a hard job. But you've got to be on your P's and Q's. You've got to be focused. You've got to be paying attention. You've got to announce the proper name at the proper time in the proper way, and especially the verdict. I've seen the verdict announced wrong. I, by the grace of God, I've never done that. But, but. I've seen the wrong guy get announced as the winner. And then, sorry about that, but, ooh, um, especially with TVs involved. Um, so uh, uh, it's, it's very, very, very tense. you got to arrive at, at, at every weigh-in and every event clear-minded and 100% focused. And if you don't, it is going to show. And the people that attend these events usually have been drinking and are very quick to let you know if they disprove of something or you've made a mistake. So that also makes you get really, really focused.
2: You ever get to the stage that when you're doing this, you're obviously up close and personal with these guys face-to-face face and thinking, if this guy looks at me funny, I'm, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fighter so yeah I uh, bet <laughs> uh, just take one then you go right okay yeah. <laughs> it must be like I'm obviously bricking it here <laughs> but uh, but that, that's good so well any more insight to MMA I mean, you're, as you just talked about you're st- literally face to face with these guys and you've got to be totally on everything's got to be I mean etiquette and you've got to be on clued up your research I mean, are you taking stuff? I mean, but the MMA boxing, I guess it's like a kind of they fly out on a Thursday, you're back home on a Sunday. What kind of homework do they give you in advance to basically brush up on? To if you don't know the the boxers or the who they are fighting, you have to do. A bit what's your? You have to sit there and brush up on who they are, their career, and blah blah. blah. Is that what you have to do?
3: Excellent question. Um, I uh, um, do as much research as I can. Right. um like if it's if it's if it's professional boxing you can go to boxrec.com b o x r e c.com and you can see their records and you can see bios their age where they were born their nickname um some fighters have more information than others and um, i always do that and if if it's on facebook i will friend request them um, i will send them a message hi my name's Christian. I'm going to be the one uh, announcing you. Uh, is there a nickname or is there, how do you pronounce this town you're from? Or can you let me know of anything? Um, sometimes I'll get all that handed to me by a promoter, uh, the paperwork, the, the rundown, or by the commission. Sometimes I won't get anything. And I have to go up and speak to them individually whether it's at the weigh-in or in the locker room, which is not a good time to approach a fighter when he's getting his hands taped or he's meditating or or she uh, is stretching, it's not a good time. But I do have to talk to them or I'm not gonna you know, pronounce it correctly. Um, but yeah, I do my internet research. I talk to people. Um, there are certain things like if I'm in a, a city um, I've never been in, and I announce uh, 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 a guy who graduated from high school or college, and I'll be like, "At a proud graduate of blah 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 school," bam, and then the crowd will be more, "Hey!" Um, I try to find that out, or if, if, uh, at a former champion or, 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 or something that connects. It more that helps tell tell the story that's what I um, you know that, that's my my job I've got to do that and uh, I mean the more that's given to me beforehand the better but I need to also be responsible for how it gets projected how it sounds and um, you know how these fighters get ready for battle.
2: What about um, for people? You're going to for fans. Uh, what would you recommend? They obviously, this beat in general. You've got re- you got wrestlers, referees, announcers, um, even boxers. What, what would you recommend to basically um, to them? Basically, also, what would you recommend? Go for it.
3: Well, first off, I mean, you've got to and another great question. You've got to promote yourself because if you don't promote yourself no one's going to care you've got to limit that sometimes you can't you know it's so annoying to see you know 10 posts a day or constant bragging about yourself but so I'm not saying do that but you do have to promote yourself um if for example if you're a announcer invest in a tuxedo Look the part. If you're a referee, invest in a striped shirt or maybe a polo-style shirt with the company logo right here in black pants. If you're a wrestler, invest in the tights. If you don't know where to go, ask around. Don't go purchase something at your local sporting goods store, some some soccer shorts or basketball shorts and a tank top. That's going to show. If you're a pro boxer, I mean, get some flashy, attractive shorts and, and proper boots or, or an MMA fighter try to get somebody to sponsor you if you do not present yourself the way you do like my idol is Michael Buffer I seriously do not think there's a time in his life where he does not wear a tuxedo I mean I think in the middle of the night where he's asleep he's got a tuxedo on <laughs> <laughs> he could be at the beach in a tuxedo. He, the, the point I'm trying to make, um, greatest of all time announcer, Michael Buffer, or Jimmy Leonard Jr., they have created their images so convincingly that they just so look like they belong. And that's what I try to do. And that goes for the business, anybody involved in the business, um, you have to look the part, invest in the gear it's just mind-boggling to me when I see somebody who doesn't care about the way they look or they present themselves, and you get up there whether you're a participant or a referee or a judge or an announcer or a trainer or I mean, um, the best advice I was ever given, um, and I used to sell home shopping on the Sky Network Um, it was called Beverly Hills TV, I would sell diamond jewelry um, my boss at the time we were talking back and forth and this sounds like sarcasm about what I'm about to say but it's so true okay. he said just look like you know what's going on up there <laughs> and it's you know <laughs> Trust me. And, and I, I'd And I'd be like yeah but so true you know you gotta look the part you gotta know what you're talking about um, if you don't know what's going on,
2: <laughs> I, I, I just looked, I just the part. <laughs> I'm actually really looking it.
3: <laughs> um, uh, you just gotta look like you know what's going on because if you get up there and you're, you know, people are people are gonna pick up on that, or you don't look like you belong, or have the proper attire or, or attitude, it's gonna get worse until you're done. Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: so my point is, just look, just look like you're going on, and have fun too. Okay, give, give me a cons- <laughs> With me interviewing you. Okay, I'm probably thinking right. I, I know I do like wrestling, and I do watch it more. And obviously, i has um, been recommended by. You and I, it's always good to get. I like to get feedback from my guests because you're only as good as your last interview, your last whatever you do. Because in the, the day, it's you it's, if you're not, you're not going to improve unless you get help or con- constructive points from people that you know. Uh, so you can get better basically in what you do and i'm always a great believer in that because if the whole point if you're not going to improve you want to improve if you don't take the criticism which might hurt you're not going to get better and i think i'm sure you've been down the line and you've had a lot of professional people in the announcing business giving you lots of hints and tips to basically say try this do that better so you can become to the position you're in now that you can then pass on your knowledge that you've been taught to other people. So what would you say? How I know you've listened to some of my podcasts before we did this interview. How would you critique me out of curiosity?
3: Um, I love your charm. You've got the charm. And you are very articulate. Um, I, I, I love the, the way you speak. Um, you have the microphone. You look the part. If I were you, I would add a Scottish flag behind you.
2: Okay. Good, good point. Okay.
3: Um, Because personally, I think this is awesome. I'm getting interviewed, but by by, um, you know Fraser Ramsey. But how much more awesome is that? It's coming from Scotland. Okay. Um, (laughs) So I'm excited. I'll just tell my mom, and and she's big on genealogy. I'm from Scotland, and she's gonna watch this. Several times, and, and and tell her friends about it. Um, if if you wanted my 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 one pointer, um, it would be to add like a Scottish flag. I know there's there's two. Um, there's one with the, the the yellow and the red with a lion like thing, and then there's like the the blue and the white with the like an X in it. Um, and I, you would know better than I would, which I always thought the yellow and red one was a little bit more iconic and symbolic. Of, of that country,
2: yes. Um, either that, or I would probably use. Uh, Eventually, I get something more proper with my uh, branding, like a pop-up banner or something, to hide my background a bit more. But, uh, but yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a good, good idea. Good, uh, probably something I can do. But uh, that's my. But yeah, thank you. And I always like to get feedback. It's always good. Too. As long as I'm uh, doing anything, I want to. do It's not about me. It's about doing the guests and justice and getting your brand and who you are out there. To people who are watching or might be watching the replay on the video or listening to the audio podcast, um, what's one thing I want to add, out with what you do as a job and what you who have you had? I was like, to, I think maybe you had. Have you had any struggles or ups and downs in your life, even through your career, that you've kind of almost went right? I just want to throw Jack this in, throw in the towel that might and how you've maybe got through these struggles in your life, or if you've had any, or maybe not. To keep moving forward, to keep pushing
3: through. Well, um, you know, uh, uh, I've done television. I've done, um, you know, you know, the announcing, which you know, I I love them very much. Um, The 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 part is um, that's, that's been difficult is when those opportunities aren't there. Uh, if this makes sense, there's no guarantees in this business. There's no guarantees in life, and um, it's it's when you've got a good solid gig and it's a constant, and then when that goes away and you can't find something that matches the feeling you got, um, is is something really hard, um, and and I think it's especially more evident than ever. Right now, I had to cancel several or postpone, I'm not sure, several gigs I had where I was going to travel a lot um, in the springtime. Um, Broke my heart. Um, It wasn't the first time. It won't be the the last time. Um, But when you think you're going to have something and the person's talking to you and promising you and it doesn't come. Or you had something for so long and it comes to an end, um, either by way of, you know, the the, the company ends or or they don't like you anymore or um, they found somebody better or something. Um, That's what's really hard um, is coming down from this. Earlier when I spoke about, you know, I don't condone that behavior. I don't say it's okay to. To consume alcohol or drugs but you know sometimes when, when, when those performers talk about what it's like when you come down from being in front of an audience that's cheering you on um, so that would be the hardship is, is when I have had something in this business and it's been a constant and then when I don't have it it's depressing um, but, but um, I'm working on that I'm working on making more connections I'm working on opening up other avenues. If I could do it all over again. I would be more open-minded and, and learn how to do things um, like a podcast, What you're doing is awesome. Um, I, uh, uh, it, it, the way technology is now.
2: So you say again? So you say again?
3: It, the way technology is.
2: Yes, technology. Yes.
3: Opens so many doors. Exactly. I, I need to, you know, remember that. And you know, be open minded to learning things. Uh, as far as I, in the past, I didn't have any patience to, to operate a camera or a microphone or learn how to do a podcast. I just didn't have the patience. I wanted instant gratification, and that's not good. Um, so I need to take the time to learn and ask questions. Um, and, and, and even with the, the, the profession, I, I mean, I feel like I'm. You know, a good announcer and I'm, and I'm advancing, but there's still so much for me to learn and I don't have problems asking for advice. I asked Thomas Triver, who's an internationally known announcer for advice, and he, he, he gave me great advice. He said, you're telling the story out there when, when, when you're doing that. And, and, and to continue, I will ask for advice of other announcers and other people in the business and how I can get better because I can get better. And going back to it, it's, it's kind of a depressing time right now because um, yeah, everything going on with Corona, whether you're in Laredo, Texas, or you're, or you're in Edinburgh, Scotland, um, we all hate it. <laughs> but if you think hard, you can find some, you can get something positive from it. Myself, I've taken this time to get in better habits. I have bad habits of eating out too much. Eating, going to restaurants, and easily done. Easily done. Now you can't go to these restaurants because they're rightfully and they should be closed. So, my wife Rocio, she does a great job cooking, and I'm learning to have healthier options of meats and greens and losing weight Um, because I want. I need going back to my parents. You know, I've never been accused of being skinny. Um, I need to, to lower that weight that's what I'm doing um, calling people, making connections doing this podcast is awesome um, So my point is um, yeah we're, we're missing out on a lot of things all over the world but we can also take this time to do things we normally wouldn't be doing if we could be out that.
2: well if, as I say if I'm like I like to help the guests if I can, make, can help you with connections or even if it's people I can connect you with and not necessarily in your industry, but just business people. Cause I like, I'm always, a, I'm a, that we could encourage you in some way, or you might want to chat to or whatever might help you in what you're doing and give you another angle, another avenue to, depending on how obviously regarding the sports industry goes um, it might give you another, something to help you down the line uh, in a way of a new direction um, you know, if, if, if whatever happens regarding people getting back to doing sport and due to what's going on. So, um, what should I was going to ask you one question? What would you, if you were to name, obviously you did it of wrestling, but you did, who is your past and present? two favorite wrestlers two from the past two from the present and who would you what is your favorite kind of MMA boxing style stars from the past and present that you admire
3: Good question um okay so two from my past it would have to be the Heartbreak Kid Sean Michaels Uh, you know he's from San Antonio I'm from San Antonio and anybody that knows and appreciates wrestling um they, they appreciate his matches, um, but probably that one's pretty obvious. The other one, and it's going to be really cliche, would be Hulk Hogan. Um, Hulk Hogan has a charisma and a look and a way to tell a story. Unlike any other wrestler um, that's ever really- looked. And, and when, when you're in those real formative of years at age 7, 8, 9, 10 11, 12 13 14 and, and you see how much excitement that he uh, is, is uh, drawing and, and that charisma and well, you know like, and I mean even if you don't even like watching wrestling and he's talking you pay attention because of his style and the intensity. So it would be Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan. As far as the two present day um, ones that you ask, um, there is a wrestler by the name of Laredo Kid um, that lives in Mexico that I I, I just, is super, super talented. And um, I've announced for him and he's announced in AAA, announced, he's wrestled in AAA and, and all over the world. Uh, in his early 30s, just whenever I watch him, he's so fast and so quick and so steals uh, uh, the show. Um, So I'd have to say him um, as one. I mean, there's a lot of good Scottish wrestlers right now. Yes. Uh, Drew McIntyre. WWE Hmm. champion, The It Boy in WWE. You don't get any bigger than that, and congratulations to Scotland for that. Um, Nikki Cross, um, uh, uh, and there's a Kay- Kaylee Ray. That's my daughter's name. Um, there's a Wolfgang, uh, the Highlanders, BT Dunn, uh, Piper. There's a lot of good in Scotland, good group wrestlers in Scotland, and actually, props Scotland. Um, the other one, oh man, jeez, uh, uh, it's. I'd have to think uh, pretty long and hard, um, but I'm probably going to have to say Brock Lesnar. Okay. Because you've got to watch when he wrestles. You have hey. to. <laughs> um, one negative thing right now about WWE okay. is their content is just... On all the time, yeah. And I miss the days where I would run home to watch Raw. I miss the days when I look forward to a pay per view, and I would not miss a second of it. And now it's like, oh, what uh, Raw's on, or or SmackDown's on or what's this WWE backstage? What? Oh, was there a pay per view on yesterday? I didn't even know that.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Um, that's what AEW is doing better once a week, Wednesday night. Um, I do to watch. <laughs> and I feel like if I don't see it, I'm missing out. Um, or their pay-per-views. Okay, my point with Brock Lesnar, he doesn't have a match on TV three times a week. It's like special. I mean, kind of like Undertaker where you like, when he comes out, you watch. It's not, he's the first match of a Raw and then of a SmackDown. He's obviously older and paid his dues more and he's in his mid 50s, but I mean, yeah, Brock Lesnar, I feel like I'm watching something where it's like, okay, I gotta see this. I've got to see this. He's a beast. He, him as a wrestler, former W, I'm sorry, UFC champion, former Division I wrestler A champion in that, so that convinces me as a fan. This guy's real. (laughs) Look at him. (laughs) Um, So you got to you got to watch when Brock wrestles. Doesn't look like a nice guy. Probably isn't. But um, but yeah, I, I have to say him as well. And the other question about the boxers. Yes. Um, the the two from the past. For one, it would have to be Virgil Hill from Williston, North Dakota. Um, he's a boxing hall of famer and a five-time world champion. I'm his announcer. And uh, he was a lightweight fighter. And he's from North Dakota. And my mom's from North Dakota. So every time when I would go up in the summers, I would always hear stories about, North, uh, about Virgil Hill in North Dakota. And he was just becoming his announcer it was surreal. It was like, wow. And, and you know, he's flown me places in the past and he's a great great guy um, so it'd have to be Virgil Hill the second one would probably be um, uh, <laughs> it isn't hard um, I, I, I want to go with somebody who I've never met okay. who is from the UK and that's Ricky Hatton
2: right Oh yeah.
3: um his style the crowd his charm um I know he's had some demons and I hope he's beating them um uh but how could you not love watching a Ricky happy fight there's only one Ricky I mean you're just like wow um and and so so talented um So I I, I picked those two uh, and then to modern day you say, um, I'm going to actually have to go with another fighter from the UK Mm -hmm. that's just can't miss that I used to hate because he beat my hero. Who's your hero? uh, Vladimir Klitschko.
2: Okay. (laughs) Tyson Fury. Yes. Okay.
3: How can you not watch when um, he gets up there? And is, is, I'm, go- I'm going to go. And I'm going to. I'm going to knock. I'm not going to knock the Doja out. And it, it's just you, it, everything about it. Uh, uh, how he fights. He, the coordination he has for a guy who's six and nine. Um, when he speaks, and he used to be totally annoying. Uh, I hated him when he beat Klitschko. Now after he's beat his demons, let's hope he's beat his demons. Um, he went through that depression and, and I think when he talks about his mental health it helps other people um, it'd be Tyson Fury the other guy would have to be um, uh, who's, who's not maybe as colorful but Vasily Lomachenko from the Ukraine has uh, uh, these uh, reflexes that are just amazing. Um, many people consider him pound the champion. And then if, if you had to um, ask for other ones, I would say, Saul Canelo Alvarez, my wife being Mexican, whenever he fights and where I live, it's a celebration. I mean, it's, it's just huge. The city shuts down, Mexico shuts down. Um, he's a great fighter. He's a good representative. There's Harold Spence, who's from Dallas, Texas. Um, James Crawford um, uh, uh, both of them there's Mikey Garcia from California uh, who's, who's highly talented um, and then another um, a person from Britain uh, uh, Anthony Joshua heavyweight champion and then there's, there's Scottish fighters Ricky Burns uh, who's very tough um, very talented uh, Ricky Burns uh, it was Craig McEwen a couple years ago fought Andy Lee he was very very solid as well and then there's legends like Kim Buchanan who fought Roberto Durant from Scotland I'm I'm a fan of of the Scottish fighters as well so um, and then you said the mixed martial artists also yeah Uh, the two in the past for one one that helped me fall in love with MMA was one was Ken Shamrock just the the intensity and the way he would come down and kind of like the all-American boy Uh, uh, he he really made me 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 like it uh the other one and these are in the the 90s when, when when UFC was MMA was just catching probably Pat Matic and he's still you know he's a great ambassador for the sport modern day um it would probably have to be Conor McGregor um I mean, and I'm sure it's huge. Scotland,
2: yeah. He's Irish. Uh,
3: um, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. great fighter and very entertaining. Uh, so charismatic, so well spoken. Um, the other one would have to be uh, Khabib, who just you know who beat him. Beat but Khabib is up there. Donald Cerrone, Cowboy Johnson. Uh, John Bones Jones, um, Daniel Cormier is really good, uh, but I'm also part Swedish. Um, Alexander Gustafsson. Okay. Um, uh, I probably have to go with Gustafsson, and, and he he says he's retired, but there's no such thing as retirement. Um, but my Swedish roots, I got to stay true to that. Um, so it would probably be Gustafsson and, and Conor McGregor is the modern Cool.
2: Excuse okay. Right. So let's uh, where would you well, let's find out where people can connect with you. Uh, so if you want to reach out to you, uh, even on our podcast, uh, and obviously to find out where. I mean, as they were, are you on Twitter, are you, obviously on Facebook, uh, or where can people the website?
3: Very easy. Um, all you got to do is just search for me on Facebook. Just go to Christian Schmidt. Um, well, easy to spell. Um, you got it right there. Um, I don't have any other social media accounts. That's just I'm afraid uh, too much work. <laughs> but um, anybody that would like to get in touch with me, any questions, any promoters, um, anybody at all, um, feel free. I talk to everybody. Um, I, I, I love the you know love to talk about the events that I announce for. Um, I'm also a big uh, international soccer fan, um, and Scotland played in the first ever. Uh, soccer match against England 1870 which is awesome awesome fact New wow. knew until uh, right before I came on the show uh, so so I, I love that and, and, and me being part Scottish that means I'm partial to Scotland whenever I see them play international so um, yeah uh, Christian Schmidt on Facebook and um, I'd, I'd love to talk to anybody
2: where let's give us a where would you see your no, look at it, with the current situation now and looking forward and now usually at the start of every year a lot of people will set goals how they want to achieve what they want to achieve or what they want to do for the coming year uh, when, it hit, when we hit new year 2020 is kind of a write-off at the moment well we're kind of bit like nearly halfway through and what we'll be able to do and not do we don't know um, the answer to that so looking at maybe planning for 2021 what kind of goals or things you might want to achieve or do or something differently for the, for, 20, for the coming year, basically? Have you anything you have you thought of or are you planning or want to try and aim for?
3: Well, um, I am looking to announce internationally for the first time, which was scheduled. I don't want to say where, but it was scheduled and Corona ruined it. But um, I'm, it's, it's, to, it's actually announced in another country. Because I've i done it all over the U.S., but um, that's one thing internationally. The second would be overseas, um, in, a, in you know, in a beautiful country like Scotland. Um, my third would be returning to home shopping, where I, I used to sell jewelry. Um, uh, it's called Shop LC, is where I'm looking to return to. Um, but kind of like you're saying. Um, we got to deal with this right now, and I'm trying to make the best of it in the way I can. Um, the coronavirus, and, and hopefully everybody stays at home as best they can so they they don't contract the virus, pass it on to somebody, wash their hands. You know, I take it seriously, um, especially because I got a four year old, but my parents, you know, they're in their seventies, and I don't want them sick. My wife, her family, and uh, everybody from you know, the way of
2: text to, to Edinburgh Scotland. I don't want them getting this. this yeah. thing. So how, how could I, uh, as somebody who interviewed you on in the podcast, how could I help you uh, with any people I could pass you connections with? Or how would, uh, I don't know, are you keen on business networking? Are you. I, or I've got a Facebook messenger group on Facebook, which I have a, a lot of many talented people from authors to, uh, coaches to all sorts of people who are in business uh, from all over the world, who even do podcasters, you might want to just get you on and have a chat. So if you're, ha- I'm happy to help you if in, in any way if that helps. Uh, I like helping stuff. So that's yeah. If you need anything, I'm happy to reach out to my community and you can or bring you into the mix and you can connect and do if you think you can do business with anybody. Fantastic, especially more for the shopping side of things as well. Uh, that might be of interest to some, especially with jewellery, there's a lot of ladies in, in it, so jewellery, well that was with men, but mainly women tend to probably buy more jewellery than men but uh, I could be wrong, but um, the option's there or whatever uh, if it helps in any way, happy to help in any way.
3: Well thank you very much for having me on your show, you already did so much by, by allowing me to come on your show, uh, especially at this time, I mean man, it came at the perfect time as far as, you know what a, what a great thing to happen right now! Um, so I just want to say thank you. Uh, you do a great job, uh, Ramsey, and and um, I appreciate your time. And I loved every second of being on here. And if you ever want to have me come back, I'll be happy to come back.
2: No, I'd love to have. As I say, it's been good fun of me. I, I hope I've done you justice. That's all I can say because <laughs> I'm always thinking, am actually doing this right <laughs> halfway through the interview? <laughs> so uh, I do tend to. Yeah, I appreciate the. It's always good to get good feedback. But uh, to everyone who has been watching, and uh, in a day, it's all about, it's good to hear real stories and where people have come from and their their journeys. Um, It's always interesting. And hopefully maybe by listening to Christian, you might have uh, given you an idea, you want a career uh, change. You might want to do something, try announcing. You may have the voice and the, the, the knack to do it. Uh, and as I say, you know, reach out to Christian and he can give you some uh, feedback or hints and uh, guidance. Um, but yeah, you may have learned something uh, from Christian and it might and some help you in any other way. So uh, as I say to the people who have interviewed recently and also going forward, uh, if you want to be on the show and want to be talking about your brand, bringing you to Scotland, uh, bringing, just telling people about you to inspire somebody else going forward, especially this during this hard time, uh, feel free and connect with me and as I say I want to thank Christian for being on the show and the connection via Pat Voss, who also supports the show Uh, But which is great, uh, you can reach check out Pat's uh, broadcast Patrick M. Voss, just google that, Twitter, you'll find him Uh, he's he's got a bit more hair than me, but you'll find him Um, so it'll be okay, but anyway, thank you Christian for being on the show, any last words?
3: Uh, I just want to say thanks again um For having me on Ramsey Unleashed and um, best of luck to you, your family. I um, hope that you all stay COVID nineteen free and keep doing what you're doing. And um, I'm also I'm also a fan of yours, so I'll be watching your future shows.
2: To everybody who's been watching and on Periscope, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and to those who are listening audio, thank you very much. Have a great weekend, whatever you're up to or not up to, but stay safe. Speak to you soon.